Hi everyone and welcome to my latest podcast. I'm actually wanting to touch on the topic of language and actually it's going to be something I'll do over a number of podcasts, uh, looking at different aspects of language in New Zealand. And before we all go, oh God, that sounds so boring and academic, which you never know, it might turn out to be. Uh, the key the key point is just that everyday language, particularly in politics, uh, needs to be understood. Um, you just think about it at the moment. All the elements from there's unconscious biases, institutional racism, racism in itself, uh, pronunciation of words, particularly in Māori, but in other uh, context. There's a really contested space in the nature of language currently. And over the coming weeks, I'm going to try and unpack uh, some of those, some of the really particular ones. So like racism, for example, I'm going to suggest to you that it's now a word that's uh, in a sense become detached from its meaning and being used more as a, a cudgel. Uh, but I also want you know, to start tapping into some of these rather progressive phrases like privilege, uh, like unconscious bias, and try to to unpack them. And to be honest, uh, in my mind, to try and depower them, because I think the concepts do not actually serve the words that they they intend to. But this this podcast, this talk today, is really wanting to go to that that high level to to understand, particularly in the political realm, uh, that language is being used uh, for control. Now, in some ways, that shouldn't surprise um, anyone. Uh, language, in some ways, has always been in the political space, been used about control. But it, it's a it's a quite a particular decision. It, it sort of happened around after the 1900s, uh, with some various philosophers and political thinkers of of the real power of language. And so it's. No surprise that you saw uh, sort of from a Russian Revolution and onwards, actually, the really uh, deliberate use and manipulation of language, the development of propaganda as we understand it uh, today. And if, like me, you've read the likes of 1984, uh, that very famous uh, novel, um, how it draws out the political theme of the manipulation of language. And what I'm going to try and unpack that in the most general terms today, um, what I really want to make sure that people understand is the way that we push back against this is to understand the dynamics at play. Um, awareness of what is happening uh, becomes important. So when we think about language, um, I have a really simple approach to it. The purpose of language is to help us understand it's primarily a means of communication. Now, I know this sounds really basic, but we've really got to get back to two basics here. Because as I've said earlier, language in New Zealand, certainly in the political realm, um, has been manipulated. Um, so the starting point is communication. That's the point of language. So how I say something, how I phrase it, whether I get it right or wrong, in a way never matters so long as you understand what I'm saying. So yep, we have grammar, we have our phrases. Um, we try to make that consistent. We try to have some rules in order to facilitate communication. But what I think we're beginning to see these days, uh, not only in New Zealand, but I'm going to keep my uh, comments to New Zealand, is actually language being manipulated, controlled as a form of power play. And you see that actually just with the number of people being corrected, uh, particularly uh, around uh, te reo Māori. Um, 
constantly being corrected in the way that they speak. Now, let's be clear, uh, any language must be respected. Uh, I've been very fortunate to learn a, a good number of languages um, over the years, including uh, Māori, not professing to be a great speaker of these various uh, languages, but I think it's vitally important to understand respect for language is important, how we pronounce words is important, uh, and we try. Uh, but we've also got to understand uh, that we're all very human uh, and we're always going to express or articulate things differently. It's the reason why we have a multiplicity of dialects, um, even when we think of different languages. So let's just take English. There's always going to be different ways of saying words. The classic tomato, tomato, potato, potato, or even you know less flippantly, is it aluminium or aluminium, margarine or margarine? I would put to you, it doesn't really matter because all of you listening to me um, understood what I was talking about. Aluminum, aluminium. You know what I'm talking about. Um, but we're getting into this funny power play, I would suggest, particularly around the use of uh, te reo Māori, which it's not really an issue of how you've pronounced a particular word. It's about trying to belittle you. It's trying to put people in their place. It's a, as I say, a power play. A lot of the corrections are not actually coming from a, a source of trying to develop better language skills or to develop further understanding. To me, it's being deployed a lot of the criticisms to unsettle people, to unsteady them, to make them feel uh, inferior. Oh, you've got that wrong. You said it the wrong way. You put the emphasis in the wrong position. Certainly, there'll be those who are genuinely trying to, to help, trying to, if you will, correct, and, and that's fine. As I say, there's not a problem with that. But a lot of what I see, and there's articles today, and in fact, you're going to see them all through, so I won't make it just to today, but, you know, articles often in the paper or even in the news now, a certain person or a certain community is being uh, hauled over the coals because they're, they're emphasising or pronouncing a particular word wrong. And again, I, I don't get the sense, I don't get the sense that this is trying to actually encourage or educate people. Um, my sense, as I say, it's about power, it's about control, it's trying to basically belittle people. And the best example I can give without uh, sharing names are those who are trying, trying to learn te reo, um, doing their very, very best, um, but actually getting put off, getting put off because they're being told off all the time. And that's just not, not helpful. And look, the thing too about language, including Tereo, any language, it's complex. There's always going to be different dialects. Uh, we all know that New Zealand's made up of an amazing array of different tribes or iwi. They will pronounce things differently. So you do have to ask yourself the question rhetorically, um, whose pronunciation are we precluding or giving um, I don't know, what's the right way to put it, the extra, uh, extra kudos, Who, who's dominating here? But I think my, my core point is that language is about understanding. So whether or not you get the f sound right in whangarei or wangarei, um, in whanganui, wanganui, um, yes, we should strive to that, but often does it really matter so long as we understand? 
And if you're thinking, oh, look, this is, this is not right, and you're welcome to think that, well, then apply it to English. Um, why are, you know, people like myself, great proponent of the Queen's English, have you noticed that we're not spending every five seconds correcting people on how they speak? I mean, just imagine uh, if I was to interrupt the one news presenters every five seconds, oh, you didn't pronounce that word correctly. Well, we don't do it. We don't do it because firstly, it's not necessary. We can understand what's being communicated regardless, regardless of often the pronunciation or the phraseology. Secondly, it highlights for me that the, the control element, that power play, how can we unsteady you and try to remind you that you're not quite as good as you think you are? And I'm finding that a lot in my own political engagements where people are attempting to correct me and don't get me wrong, I don't mind correction, I don't mind being challenged, but in the language space, it's an immediate attempt to unsteady. Oh, you didn't put a macron above this letter. Oh, I needed the umlaut there. Oh, you needed to, to lengthen that vowel sound. It's like, well, I'm sorry, we're trying to have a communication here and you are trying to, in effect, belittle my position. So a long, long way of saying be really aware, and particularly on the progressive side of politics, that they are wanting to control language, uh, to use it to ultimately manipulate the, the situations. And a big part of that is to ultimately try to, well, unsteady you. And one of the most other fundamental points is in the notion of language, and you see it a lot more now, is the whole deliberate desire to confuse definitions. Um, in recent years when I've been debating some of the life issues, you know, a good example is the word compassion. Well, compassion now has taken on a whole lot of understanding, particularly around euthanasia and the like, to say that it's okay. But as I've advocated many times, compassion means to suffer with. So it's just an example of how definitions are becoming confused. And you certainly see it around the topic of racism now. What most of us would have traditionally understood as racism now seems to have gone incredibly, incredibly broad. Um, as I say, a, a confused definition. And then you end up with definitions or language which is, I would suggest to you, deliberately ill-defined. So think about terms like privilege, unconscious bias, institutional racism. Very amorphous, very difficult to define. And I would suggest to listeners, that's quite deliberate. So some big themes there. As I said, we're going to have to tease uh, some of those out. But the fundamental points remain. The primary purpose of language is to communicate and to be understood. And so as long as we can understand what a person is saying in any language or blend of languages, and in fact, that's one of the great things in New Zealand at the moment. We're sort of developing a, almost a hybrid um, organic uh, languages, multiple cultures, words and phrases come into New Zealand, which is wonderful and that's enriching. That's actually how languages survive, by the way. Languages evolve. Languages that try to be rigid and this is the only word you can use and the only way you can say them, that's what leads to stagnation in languages. Okay, That's what leads to stagnation. But yeah, language is about communication. If I can understand you and you can understand me, we're 99.9% .9 of the way there. But in the political realm, and you're seeing it manifesting through New Zealand now, language is being used as a power play. How can I uh, deride, degrade, challenge you and your speaking um, to put you down effectively, uh, to correct you publicly, to shame you, to use a popular word of the day, um, 
it's too unsteady. And you see it in the parliament. Someone will be trying to articulate an argument and then they've been heckled because they haven't quite pronounced the vowel correctly, for example. Well, they've missed a consonant. Um, it's a little simple, but what we're trying to get across to people is a lot of this is fairly deliberate. And ultimately, and I'll leave you with this point, language should unite us. Yep, I know there are different languages, okay? But language unites because, you know, when we're clearly speaking in Tereo or Hindi, Fijian, Māori, you name it, German, French, um, it unites us, it enables us to communicate, to, to, to speak together. But what we're often seeing these days, manifested in the parliament and certainly through media or even on the streets, it's been used for division. Language is becoming used for division. How can I just be here and act superior and say, oh, no, no, you didn't say that right. Oh, you needed to pronounce it this way. Um, the fact that you understand what they were saying, you were trying to have a dialogue on the topic, gets made secondary to the, the pronunciation. And you've got to ask yourself the question, why are people doing that? And I'm suggesting it's not simple respect for language. It's, again, about control, trying to say, I'm more dominant than you. I know more than you. So some really critical points, and I better underlie it, uh, underline it again. Um, we must always respect languages. We always are trying to learn. Uh, but I'm trying to make a really clear point here in this podcast today that actually language is being uh, manipulated. And we'll go into some of those other words uh, in the coming weeks and really un unpack them, because uh, I think that's important to shine a bit of uh, sunlight so that, you know, hopefully, uh, listeners, if you agree with me, you'll be uh, better equipped um, in engaging to go, yep, fine, I'm happy to uh, work on my pronunciation if you want, but actually that's not the point. The core point is that you understand what I'm saying and we need to continue a dialogue. As I say, language unites. But in the modern discourse, it's often been used uh, for division. And whenever you're seeing that dividing nature of language, there should be a red flag, a red light going off on your head and beginning to understand that often it's people with an agenda who want to exercise some form of control, exercise a power play. Language is about communication. If you understand me and I understand you, we're 99.9% .9 of the way there.